Jesus said it is finished, didn't he? Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for it. I'm glad he did it all. He did it all for us. Well, again, the title of the message is Birds and Lilies. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, bless now as I preach. Give me the words to say. Give us the attention of each one. And Lord, Holy Spirit, we pray that you'll speak to us. Help us get this truth. May it sink into our hearts. Lord, may we learn this lesson well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our Lord here is speaking to the people from a mountain, the Bible says here. And uh, it's what we call the Sermon on the Mount. We've all probably heard that before. If you've ever been in church at any time, you've heard people talk about it, or if you read your Bible, you read about the Sermon on the Mount. And it really wasn't, uh, if you've been to the Holy Land, I have, and I've seen pictures of it. But uh, when it talks about a mountain, uh, I think about when around here we look and we see the mountain over here. And my, my wife's sister and brother-in-law, they lived in Colorado. Them's real mountains out there. And uh, I remember when they came out here and they said about, uh, they said, uh, boy, what a beautiful area. I said, well, I just love the mountains. And he says, you mean the hills. And I'm telling you what, we're from Pennsylvania. It's the mountains, all right? And uh, I've flown over the mountains in, in Colorado before, and they are huge. They're nothing like this. But it wasn't like that at this place where Jesus was preaching. It was more like rolling hills, if you would, the terrain there. But they called it the mountain. And he went there on this hillside. He began to preach to the people. And uh, I I want you to try to picture this morning what was happening at that time as Jesus was there. How, how How impressive it is to me to think that these folks were able to look at the Savior, the Son of God. God in the flesh that was standing there on the hillside uh, preaching to them. And I I think about how it must have been. And I I tried when I read the Bible, and this is a good thing for us all to do, is as we read our Bible, try to picture what it was like there. I think about the baptism of Christ, how it must have been with the waters there. And I I picture, uh, I even picture, try to picture my mind, the cross of Calvary and what took place. And, and, uh, uh, but I think about this situation. Here's our Savior standing on the hillside he's preaching to the people this sermon and there in that around them there is it's 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 I could see the sun shining to me I see the the birds are flying overhead I think the lilies are all blooming right around them and the lilies are a lot different there than they are what we have for Christmas time the lilies we have but the lilies were blooming it was all in that field there and 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 just picture these folks are gathered there they're listening to the son of god you know a beautiful day as the birds are flying the flowers are blooming i mean just how how much greater can it be to be there at that time and the lord said some wonderful things at that time some of the things that he said was this blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled he also said this, if any man asks you to go a mile, go with him twain. He said, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. I look and I find as I read about that Sermon on the Mount, many different things our Lord said to these people as they're gathered there listening to him as he preached. And he gave all these different uh, truths to the people, sharing with them this sermon we call the Sermon on the Mount. Now he's speaking, I think, about something that happened. You say, preacher, what do you mean? I, I think about this. The Lord talks to the people. And you know what I like about when the Lord was preaching to people? He used illustrations. You know, that's a good thing to do. People sometimes say, well, you don't need to use an illustration. I think it's a, it's a scriptural thing. 
And our Lord is using the illustration that was right there. Like I said, they're on a hillside. No doubt there were birds flying over. No doubt we know that the fields there had lilies in them and they were blooming. And, 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 and I, I look at this and I think, you know, the, the, Lord, the Lord spoke about what was happening right there, bringing to them a truth. If you go back to verse number 26, notice what he said. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. You know, when he said, behold the fowls of the air, he was like this, saying, look at these birds. Look at the fowls of the air. And what did he say about them? Neither, they, they, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father, notice what he does, feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Let me tell you something. The answer is yes. The Lord took care. But the Lord was saying, hey, folks, I, I've, I've told you some great truths. But he said, I want you to look. See them birds flying over. Why? Why they don't gather. They don't put in barns. They don't, they, 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 I feed them. And so he uses the illustration of what he was seeing right there. I think what he was saying was, you know, you don't need to worry because I take care of the birds. But then he goes on also, and he says in verse number 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider, and here it is, the lilies of the field. For they grow, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So the Lord's using illustration of what's happening right there on that hillside. Look at these birds, they're flying. I take care of them, I feed them. Look at these lilies here. I clothe them. What was the Lord trying to do here? I think he was trying to do this. Help people not to worry. Not to worry about things that really don't matter that much. Worrying was going on by a lot of folks. And in other words, he was saying like this, he said, don't worry like other people do. You know, he said about in verse number 32, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, and the Gentiles of the Jew was the heathen. And he was saying to them, he said, don't be like the heathen. You know, the lost people, they're, they're the ones that worry about everything, and they have reason to worry. But he's saying this, don't you worry because I take care of the birds, and you're better than the birds. I take care of the, I take care of the, uh, the lilies, I clothe them, and let me tell you something, you're better than that. Jesus didn't die on the cross of Calvary for birds. He died for human beings like you and I. He didn't die for the flowers. He died for sinners so that we might be saved. I'll be honest with you, though, there's a lot of things for us to worry about today, isn't there? I mean, if you want something to worry about, all you got to do is turn the news on. All you got to do pretty much is go to Walmart. And you find there's a lot of things to worry about. I, I, I saw a, a Wall Street Journal put a survey on that just bothered me so much. And I'll tell you what, it really got under my skin. But then I had to look, go back to this sermon and think, you know what, I don't need to worry about it. The poll was this. They took a poll and they said patriotism is very important. You know how many people said today patriotism is very important? United States citizens said 38%. They asked a question about how important is religion. People said 39% of the people polled said religion's important. Raising children's important. They asked them about that. What do you think about raising children? The poll said 27% of those polled said raising children is important. That doesn't surprise me. They, they fight and riot over abortion. It doesn't surprise me that, that churches are closed down. It doesn't surprise me then when I see our flag being burned in the streets of America. All you want to worry about something, look at what's going on. And I'm telling you what, it's a mess. I think about the transgender stuff that's going on, the garbage that's going on today. 
I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the drag queen stuff that's going on. And, and, I, and I'm glad that we had some senators questioning our, our, our generals today, asking why are they having drag shows on the bases in America? Why would they even be around stuff like that? Why would they support that? God have pity on that kind of garbage. I think, you know, how sad it is when our president, after some children are, and some adults are killed in Nashville, Tennessee, our president would come down and talk about ice cream. If you didn't see that, you ought to read about it there. What, what, I mean, he's supposed to be commander-in-chief, and I'll tell you what, he's not that. You want to worry about it when, after a bunch of kids and some adults got killed to go talking about and joking about ice cream, there's something wrong with that person. Right away, they want to say it's the guns that did it, but it was the person who pulled the trigger that did it. The problem is this, and they're afraid to say anything because they're worried about backlash. They ought to be worried about the sin. That's the problem. We look and we see the China and what's going on with China today and, and hearing about how they're working with the church of, of uh, the Latter-day Saints, which, of course, you know is a cult anyhow, but working closely with them. We've heard about the crime that's everywhere, the businesses that are closing up, the prices of everything going up. There's a lot to worry about today. You say, preacher, you just told us not to worry. But there are, I'm, not, I'm saying this, I'm not saying my head's in the sand. I'm not saying there's nothing to worry about. I'm saying this. God's saying, hey, 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 he said, look at those birds. Look at, look at those birds. I take care of them. I feed them. Look at these lilies. What are you worried about? I take care of these lilies. And I can imagine some people, if, they, if it was our day, we'd say, I'm saying, but, but wait about, what, what about the price of eggs today? Now I'm against all the prices being higher, aren't you? I wish they would all be on a discount. Everything in Walmart. But it ain't going to happen. I wish my electric bill would go down. I wish the gas prices would go down. But you know what? I am so glad today I know that I'm saved. And I know this. No matter what happens, my God. Do you understand this? Well, no matter what happens, our God will take care of us. What about? What about? Yeah, there's a load of things you can what about. Why about this? What about get your eyes on Jesus? One that takes care of them birds. One that, that watches over us. And so we could go on and on with all the things that are, we could worry about, but we need to listen to Jesus. And the Lord looks and he says, you know what? Now, he didn't say it right here, but he did say this too. And this is awesome, I think. Are you ready for it? The Lord said, you know, I take care of the birds. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I looked up online about the different kinds of birds. And, and they had beautiful colored birds there in that area. But you know what the Lord said? Listen to this verse, Luke 12, 24. Consider the ravens. I have never thought that a raven was a beautiful bird. I like black shoes, but I don't like black birds. I don't care for those old ravens. And you know what? They're nasty. You know what they do? They eat up. And I'm glad they clean up our highways. I mean, I really, I'm glad for them because they come and when that old dead animal's laying there and it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and it pops and, and all of a sudden what happens? Man, those old ravens, those blackbirds get down there and, 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 the, and the buzzards, they go there too, don't they? And the buzzards, I'm sorry, they go down and they get down there and they eat that. You know what the Lord said? He said, hey, do you know the ravens? I even feed those old dirty birds. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, if God would take care of those old dirty rotten birds, he'll take care of you and I. Yeah, but what about? Yeah, what about those things? Understand this, our God's still on the throne. 
You know what? There may be one person in the White House today. In a couple years, maybe somebody else. But let me tell you something. I'm not worried about the White House. I believe in voting for the right person. I believe what's important for us today to understand who is in our heavenly home that is on the throne today and is not giving up at all. He takes care of us. You know, and you never find a bird. I look at, out my window and I see the birds. I put a bird feeder out. I like to watch them. The only birds I really don't like is woodpeckers. I live in a log house. Woodpeckers are my enemy. I don't believe they ought to live. You say, ah, you ought to love God's creatures. I'm sorry, but I'll come to the altar this morning. I do not like woodpeckers. Uh, They're kind of like snakes. The only good one is, well, we won't go there. I'll make some people mad. (laughs) But the Lord says, you know what? I take care of them birds. Even them dirty birds. Why would you worry when you could trust me? No birds die. I, I was starting to say, I put bird feeder out and I watch them birds. I love those cardinals. Them's the Catholic ones, you know, cardinals. Just a little inside joke there. But the cardinals, they're pretty red birds. I love watching those. The finches, the little yellow finches. I love watching them. And I love even those birds. I don't even know what they are. There's some that are just little round ones. I know you're after the service going to tell me because you know all the birds. But there's some that look like a, you know, a, they look like a, like a ball with a beak. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I watch those birds out there, and I'm thinking, you know what? God cares about them. And I don't ever see them watching the news. <laughs> I've never seen birds out there taking their wings going, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> they don't worry. They don't go, well, I need a new set of feathers. Don't they molt? You know what birds do? They molt, and, they, and feathers fall off. They get new feathers. You say, but the birds do that. Do you realize who made the birds to do that? God did. God said, I'm taking care of these birds. I'm taking care of all these things. He said, why are you worrying? Why are you worrying? No birds die from worry or ulcers. And the lilies, I've never seen lilies out marching down the streets carrying a sign. They don't protest. They don't don't go out and riot. God says, lilies, you just grow. I'll take care of you. And how much more important are you and I? Huh? Yeah, but did you see on the news? Yeah, I know, I know. He said, you shouldn't watch the news, shouldn't listen to it. But it's there, and we know what I kind of want to keep up what's going on. And we look, and we could sit here today saying, Preacher, it's all over. We're never going to make it. And the Lord says, Look at the birds. Look at the lilies. It's a good time for us to mention this with Easter time coming upon us. When you see those lilies, realize this God clothed that lily, God takes care of them. And God said He'd take care of us too. We're much more than them. You know, and we look, sometimes we, we worry about things and then we look back and realize we worried for no reason at all. Amen? You know, when I, when I got that cancer there, I, I'm going to confess to you now. I, I worried. I really did. And I, 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 just, I just felt like, you know, it's like my second round. I had cancer when I was three months old and now I had cancer. Then, then two years ago, I'm thinking, you know, how many times can you do this? I worried. And I remember my son and I were turkey hunting that year. I found out I had it, and it was before I had my surgery. 
and I was out turkey hunting with them. We're coming back, and I have a picture that's real special to me because the thought that went through my mind. I just killed a turkey, and I'm walking with it over my shoulder. My son's with me, and that's always a blessing having your son with you, you know, and especially I got the turkey, and he didn't. That's the real blessing. <laughs> nah, 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 right? I had that turkey over my shoulder, and we're walking out of the woods. I said, son, let's take a picture of us. I don't know about doing selfies, but I know you can do it. You can hold a camera out, and you can take your picture. And so I'm trying to, and I got a picture of me and my son. We got our heads close together. I had turkey over my shoulder, and I took that picture. You know why I wanted to take that picture? I know it sounds stupid probably to you, but I felt like it was my last time I was going to be able to go turkey hunting with him. I was worried. I went to that doctor and he said, we got to do it now, and said, we'll do it in a week. I worried. I stand here before you this morning, and I say this, I shouldn't have worried. He took care of me, didn't he, honey? We came out of that doctor and he says, it's really bad, the numbers are really high. And we walked out of that office, I had shed some tears when I was in there too. I walked out of the office, we're in the hallway, and we hugged each other, and I cried. I was worried and now I look back and say you know I worried for nothing because God took care of the birds he takes care of the lilies he takes care of the marks too he takes care of all of us doesn't he how many times we worry about things that that never and, and, and the fact of the matter is it never solves anything when we do worry you know what our Lord said about the people in verse number 30, he said, uh, uh, he, he said, this, let's see, is this what I want to read to you? I'm just kind of mixed up when I look down there. But our Lord said in, in yeah, oh, wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? He says, you know what your problem is? You got little faith. Well, I know the Lord will take care of the birds. And the Lord said, but you're better than them. You mean more to me than, than those birds. Well, I know the Lord will take care of them flowers. I know he will. But you're more important than those flowers. That's what he was saying. He said, oh, you have little faith. You're not trusting me. Why do we worry ourselves so much? Because we're not trusting the Lord in the situations that come in our life. Lord said, I feed them, I'll feed you. I'll clothe them, I'll clothe you. He was saying this, don't worry. But how can we not worry? How can we not? Because it's hard not to, isn't it? I dare say if you went to the doctor and the doctor told you you had cancer, you just might, might as well mark it down. You're probably going to worry unless you're super Christian. I mean, your child all of a sudden goes missing. No doubt about it, you're going to worry. We worry about a lot of things. But sometimes we worry about the price of things. We worry about our homes. We worry about, you know, our, our sickness. We worry about this and that. What are we going to do? And I, sometimes I look at our world and I think, where in the world? What is going to happen? I know this. I'm going to tell you right now. Are you ready? The Lord is coming soon. And may I say this little song to you? I'm not going to sing it to you. Everything's all right in my Father's house. Yeah. Ignore it if you want to. But it's true. 
I'd rather go up looking at the, at the birds flying, knowing God takes care of them, and seeing them lilies than go around and look at all the bad things that are happening in this old world. Because me looking at the bad things won't change a thing. I can't stop those crazy people who are trying to destroy our kids. I can't stop them, and it eats me up. But I've got to realize this. God, you're still in control. I'm going to trust you. You say, well, what do we do? What do we do? We just wish. No, the Lord told us what to do. It's right here. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Lord said, don't worry about these things of this old world. Don't worry about the food you eat and the clothes that you wear. He said, do this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We live in a day we seek him last. Laura, this is what we say sometimes. We're probably, many of us, guilty of this. Well, I guess the only thing we can do is pray. What do you mean the only thing we can do? God answers prayer. He said, seek seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I think of the story of the prophet Elijah. God took care of him, didn't he? In fact, he had ravens feed him. Again, I think of this story, I laugh sometimes, I think about it. Couldn't you have picked some cleaner birds? You know, I would say, Lord, they were down there on the road picking on a skunk, and they're supposed to bring me my food. I would say, you know, bring me, have a canary bring it, amen, or a robin. No, not robins, they were eating worms. But the ravens took care of him, then he says, go down there, there's a little woman down there, go down to her house. And you know what she's doing? She's scraping the barrel. She's about out of food. She's going to get her last meal together and eat it and plan on dying, her and her son. And the man of God came by Elijah, listened to what he said. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make, thee, make me thereof a little cake first. Interesting. And bring it unto me, and after make, after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and, her, she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Now think about it. This woman had been worrying. We're just about out of meal and oil. We are going to die. She is going to get the last little bit. She's scraping the bottom of the barrel and thinks, there's no way we're going to make it past this. You think she worried? The birds flew over. She should have looked out the window and saw the lilies blooming. But she's looking in the barrel. And the man of God says, hey, go ahead and fix you something. But first, I think it was a lesson about this in Matthew. First, go make me something. And she took care of the man of God, God's messenger to her. She made him something. And why, good night. She had, a, he had enough meal and oil for herself and for her son and for her household. I mean, it didn't run out. I, I can imagine, you know, she said, I just can't believe this. Could you imagine, maybe I heard someone say this one time. I think her little boy might have said this. Mommy, I heard you scraping the barrel, the bottom of the barrel. But I think the Lord heard you scraping it too. The Lord knows what we deal with. He knows the burdens that we have. 
He knows the trials that we go through. But the Lord took care. And he'll take care of us too. He knows about us. Our job's not to be involved in politics. We're to be involved in the work of the Lord. Amen. We're to be seeking the kingdom of God. We're to be seeking it first, the Bible says. I'm so weary of people saying, I don't have time. You don't have time for God. You're too busy. Amen. You make time for God. And, and, and the thing is, we do, I, I oftentimes say this, we do what we want to do. Maybe what we ought to do is start wanting to do the right things. We say, oh, I'm too busy. Yeah, we're too busy doing the other things. What, what did the Lord say to do there in, the, in that verse, in verse 33? But seek ye first. Now think about it. The word seek was very interesting to me. Seek is the word that we're going to look at here for a moment. Seeking. The Lord wants us to understand this, that we're to seek those things. Now here's the thing. Is seeking just hoping for? Here's a good illustration. Some of you fellows, maybe, maybe some of you ladies did this too. But you ever been rabbit hunting or pheasant hunting? How many of you ever went rabbit hunting or pheasant hunting? All right, good many of you. And, uh, you know, when you go rabbit hunting or pheasant hunting, let's say this is what you do. You pull your truck up in the woods there, up in the, next to the field, and you sit in the truck and you just hope one of those pheasants will fly in the window. Oh. I mean, I mean, hoping it'll do that is about as good as you trying to shoot at it because you're so, you can't shoot good. What do you do? You go out there and you stand outside the truck and you lean up against the truck. Dear Lord, if the pheasants come out, Lord, you know how much I'd like a pheasant sandwich this afternoon. It's not going to happen. Oh, well, let's change it up. Let's make it rabbit hunting. Do the same thing. In fact, what you're going to do, you're going to go out there and you're going to call. You say, how do you call a rabbit? You wiggle your nose. <laughs> how many rabbits going to come to you? None. You know what you do when you go rabbit hunting and pheasant hunting? You seek them. Right? Bill, you got a beagle, don't you? He goes out there rabbit hunting with his beagle because he's too lazy to walk it. What happens? They get out there and what's, they go through the briars. I've heard some of the fellows say them sometimes, we walk for miles. And they're walking out there. What are they doing? They're seeking. I've seen it. I've been out hunting pheasants before too. You're going through this deep stuff and you're looking. You don't stand in the truck saying, well, I just hope so. I hope, Lord, send the pheasants. You know what the Lord's saying? Seek them. Go out there and look for them. Just like that dog does. He goes looking. If you don't have a dog, you can walk all over. Same thing with rabbit hunting. You go out there, you seek them. You don't stand there waiting for them. God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. God said, hey, get busy and do something. Well, I'm just praying. Well, praise the Lord. Pray. I believe in prayer. Put some feet to the prayers is what he's saying. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Oh, you can't just stand there. And I wonder how many things that God has for us to do that we just don't seek after them. And here's the thing. If you don't seek them, they'll soon be gone. I was sitting with my wife talking to her the other day. We do that about once a month. But I was sitting, we were sitting in my room there. 
You say, your room, that's my, my hunt room, my gun room. I, talk, I call it my room. It's a place where I go to find solace and quiet, but she found me. <laughs> and I have two chairs in there, and we sit down and we talk to you. The other, the other evening, we were sitting in there, and, and I said, you know, you know, I really miss the kids. I know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I said, I, I really, I miss the kids. You know, my son, we had four girls, and Barbies never really thrilled me. Cabbage Patch dolls, why did anyone want ugly kids like that? (laughs) I know that never thrilled me, but then when I got a son, and my son said, Dad, I want to go hunting with you. I enjoyed those times. I mean, even I take him up a tree stand. He's sitting at a tree stand. He is so nervous this morning. He's just a little guy. And I have him sitting between my legs there. I said, how about that, son? He goes, my tummy's hurting, Dad. I go, oh, you'll be all right. And all of a sudden, I hear this sound. I won't make that sound because it could really gross you out. And what I did, I grabbed him by his coat, and I hung him over. And just let him empty out. I said, you done? Yes. Pull him back up. You okay now? I think so. He wasn't. Next thing I know, we got this all taken care of. He goes, I'm better now, Dad. Oh, great, great. I'm thinking, he's chumming the deer. I hear something coming. I'm thinking, yes. It's a skunk. He chummed up a skunk. I didn't know which one was worse, amen. But I, I look back and I, you know, I tell you the story and I laugh about it now, but I, I could go back to that all the time, the great times together. And now he's married. And you know what he did when he got married? He moved out. He lives with his wife and his two daughters. And now, you know, he's, he's there at his house playing with his kids and I'm sitting in my gun room with my wife, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. I really was. But I'm thinking, I said, boy, how time flies. Those times we had together with our children, the little girls and their poofy hair, you know, and oh, I'm like, whoa, mom, dad, can we have a cat? It is one time they said, do we want a cat, dad? Can we have a cat? And you know what I think about cats? I said, okay, but it's got to be a male cat because I don't want kittens. They said, yeah, this is a male cat. We made records because that male cat had kittens. <laughs> well, she had them in the bed, didn't she? One of the kids' beds, wasn't it? Climbed up in the bed and had her kittens in the bed. That did not go over well with me. It was a memory we look back at. Remember when they did this? Remember that? Remember that time they climbed up on the roof of our house and they thought it was so funny until Dad drove up? It wasn't funny. You know, we, we didn't laugh at it at that time. You didn't laugh, did you, Lisa? But you know what? We look back at those memories, and I think, man, all those times of memory, but they're gone. Those times, not the memories are gone, the times are gone. The kids are not doing the stupid things anymore. Now the grandkids are. <laughs> but this makes me think about this, to seek You want to seek the time with your family now before they're gone. 
those of us that our kids are all grown up and married, oh yeah, I know they love me, but they don't spend a lot of time with me. Lisa, our firstborn, I'll guarantee you she'd rather spend time with her, her puppies, <laughs> her husband, than me. I understand that. But I look and I think how fast it was from that little baby born in St. Margaret's Hospital in Hammond, Indiana, to now sitting in church, singing in the choir, where her daughter's going to get married here in a few weeks. Good night. Where'd the time go? You know what? Seek the time you have now. Because the seeking of the rabbits out there, it's kind of like when you're pheasant hunting, the pheasant jumps up, do you sit there and go, hmm, should I shoot or should I not? You know what's going to happen? It's going to be gone. I'm saying this. The opportunities to serve the Lord are now. The opportunities to seek ye first the kingdom of God is now. Because someday our health may be gone. Someday it will be too late. Seek him now. While he may be found. If you don't act fast, that time will be gone. We need to seek the opportunities with our children, with our families, and our serving of our Lord. I was thinking, you know, in a couple of weeks we're going to have weddings. Brittany's getting married here April 29th. Lydia's getting married May 20th. Both of them during turkey season. Last time that's ever going to happen around here. you know what? I knew both those girls when they were younger. I knew Brittany, remember going into your house, and I heard this awful screaming outside. I said, what is it? And they said, it's Brittany. <laughs> Running through the yard, screaming. Pray for her new husband she's going to get. <laughs> Lydia, man, bring that little baby over. One of my favorite pictures is, I'm holding you like this. You're like sitting in my hand and your face is right here and you're looking at me. What, what, whose wedding was it? It was Lori's wedding. And I'm holding her right here. She looks so sweet. And I'm like, she's getting married next month. Time flies. I'm not going to get much time left with her. Because that booger bear he, she's marrying is taking her to Kentucky. At state, they don't wear shoes. <laughs> and I won't have much time with her anymore. Seek the time now you have with your loved ones, with your friends. Young folks, seek the time with your parents while you have the time. Oh, what I would give to spend a few moments with my mom and dad today. Seek, though, the kingdom of God. You know, there's much more important things in life than the things of this old world and our playtime and our fun time. It's what is the kingdom of God. I think the greatest thing that we could ever take to heaven is our families. That's why we need to seek them. And we need to seek the Lord's will in our lives and follow him. I watched it as the missionary on Wednesday night preached, and I'll be done here in a moment. Missionary was preaching, and I looked up, and I thought, there's a young man. He graduated from college in 2020. 
he is the COVID graduation guy, you know. And uh, they, they, they had graduation at the college out there, but they couldn't tell anyone they were having it because in California you weren't allowed to. But they had it anyhow. But I watched there and I thought, look at it, listen to that young man. Listen to him. He's seeking you, Lord. He's seeking your will first. He's leaving his wonderful church and his wonderful family, and he's going for the wonderful will of God. And I could tell by listening to him why he had the time. He sought the time with his folks. You know, there's a lot of important things in the world, but the most important thing is the things of God and serving him. And so God was saying to the people, you know what, quit your worrying, just get busy serving me. And when we serve him, we won't worry so much. I like this song. I won't sing it to you. You're always happy when I say that, aren't you? But the song says, the song is entitled, He Owns the Cattle on a Thousand Hills. It says this, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He owns the rivers and the rocks and reels, the sun and the stars that shine. Wonderful riches more than tongue can tell. He's my father, so they're mine as well. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know that he will care for me. See them birds? I feed them. He's seeing all the people and watching. Look up there. See them? I, f- I feed them. He said, you know those lilies? You even stepped on some of them. But look at the lilies in the field. I clothed them. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are more important than the lilies and the birds. Preacher, how do I not worry? Seek them first. Seek the kingdom of God first. And it'll keep you from worrying. Birds and lilies. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time this morning. Thank you for your Bible, your word. Thank you, Father, for the truth that we can find here this morning. And I pray you'll speak to us even now in this invitation time. Lord, there may be somebody here that doesn't know you as their Savior. I pray they get saved today. And Lord, I pray for Christians. Many times we we sit around, we worry and worry and worry when we ought to be seeking you first. Lord, if we just get busy seeking you, we can put the worry off to later, which we'll probably never get around to if we seek you first. Father, help us to understand this and apply it this morning in our lives. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, I wonder... I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, if I was to die right now, I don't know I'd go to heaven. I'm afraid that I might go to hell, and I don't want to, but Preacher, I want to know I'm going to heaven. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who would be able to say, Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure of salvation, but I'd like to be sure. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone this morning said, Preacher, I don't know that I'm going to heaven, but I'd like to know that. I'd like to be sure of that. The Bible tells us we can know this. 1 John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life. God's Word tells us we can. You can by trusting Him as your Savior. Christian, I ask you this morning, are you seeking Him first? Maybe you're here and you're saying, Preacher, you know what? I, 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 feel so, I feel so guilty. I just worry about everything. And I understand. Boy, a lot of things get to us. We worry about what's happening in our world, what's going to happen to our kids and grandkids. But understand this. God said, hey, don't, no, no, no. Look at the, flower, look at the flowers out there. Look at the, the birds in the sky. Take care of them. I'll take care of you too. 
Oh, if we just would trust him today. Maybe God spoke to your heart. The altar will be open in a moment as we give the invitation. God speaks to your heart. Just move and do what God says. If you're here and you're not sure of salvation, come and let us know. We'll show you in the Bible how you can be 100% sure you're going to heaven. Father, I pray you bless now the invitation. I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.